Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land for the Game Boy. Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land was developed by Nintendo R&D 1 and published by the Big N in Japan in January of 1994, in North America in March of 1994, and also in PAL territories in May of 1994. Okay, okay, right on the heels. Nice, nice. And of course, being a R&D 1 developed game, it was produced by Gunpei Yokoi. The man. If you listened to the show for a while, you recognize that name. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was with Nintendo from the very beginning of the Game & Watch days. He was the developer of IT. Yeah, the game, the D-pad. Is, it was his invention. And all the way through, what, Metroid, uh, Kid Icarus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All that weird side of games, and then the first wave of Game Boy games. Sure, yeah, yeah. Now, this game was co-directed by Hiroji Kiyotake. Okay. And he was the creator of Wario. Oh, okay. the last game. Gotcha. He did a lot of artwork in a lot of games. And then he directed the Virtual Boy Wario Land, and then did design on, I think, every Wario game after that, at least. Okay, okay. The other director was Takehiko Hosokawa, and he became the director or producer of every other Wario game after this. But also uh, design on Metroid Zero Mission, mm. and a couple of the uh, Nintendo Street Pass, the Mii Plaza games. Okay. He was behind a lot of those, so. Huh, all right, all right. Keeping busy. Now, of course, this is the first game you can play as Wario. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And from here, he would go on to be a staple of all of the Nintendo multiplayer games. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, uh, you know, I'm not going to save this for our personal histories, but after this point, Wario, I think, became your go-to character in almost any Nintendo-themed sports-slash-party yeah. game. I was kind of thinking about it uh, yesterday, actually, because I remember... He was one of my preferred characters in Mario Kart 64 mm-hmm. because I liked him being, he was heavy but not as heavy, or so it seemed, I'm not sure. But what really clinched it in was Mario Golf because he had the funniest insults, mm-hmm. and I just love Wario's voice, and he's a funny design. I don't know, I, and I've always liked that kind of, I'm like the the hero, but the opposite, you know, right, like yeah. cheesy, like Negaduck or something, you know, from Darkwing Duck. And as we mentioned before, the wa prefix in Japanese is a negative, right? Like right. bad, which makes him bad Mario. Yeah, and we, I was always jealous of you for being able to have that character <laughs> uh, until my main came out, uh, which would be Waluigi, and was everyone's favorite, right? Mario Ten, yeah, everyone loves Waluigi. He's in all the games. Uh, yeah, he debuted in Mario Tennis for the uh, Nintendo sixty four. Right, right. And I was like, yes, finally. It doesn't have, <laughs> and I also love that he is like. Not only is he the tall, lanky character, he's, like, grotesquely lanky. Yeah, he is malnutritioned. But it's nice to have that, you know, more fun take on the traditional characters that you know and love. Yeah, yeah. When are we going to get Wa-Toad? I don't know. But uh, Wario is playable all the way up through uh, the most modern Smash games. Oh, right, right, yeah. And a lot of his moves do come from this series here. Okay, yeah, sure. So, Nick, what kind of game is... Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Well, it's a 
side-scrolling action platformer, um, like you might imagine from a Super Mario Land game. Yes, but it does star Wario, a very different character from Mario and Luigi. That's right. You have uh, your own kind of unique inputs here that Mm -hmm. are pretty cool. Now, just like Mario, you do have a jump, which is a variable jump. Mm -hmm. The longer you hold it, the higher your jump is. Which, yeah, uh, like you you might imagine. You can move around in that jump. Uh, But what's missing from the Mario games is the addition of the holding a button to run. That's right. You don't get that anymore. There is no run in this game, and you can really feel it. It really, yeah. And, I mean, to compensate, they have where if you press up, when you jump, you do a a higher jump, a super jump, kind of. Yes. But it it still threw me off a bit. But also in the classic Mario sense, you do have two forms, two Mm -hmm. basic forms. Yeah. Uh, Normal size and then small. Right, little ugly Wario. Yeah, which, I, you know, I like that they make that distinction that the little one is shrunk. That's not his normal form. You know, it's not like Super Mario, at least how it started, you know. Right. And uh, his little sprite has a mohawk. It's fairly cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and all it can do is jump on enemies, ones that are hurt from jumping on. When you are a large Wario, right. you are wearing a hat. Yeah, like a pith helmet? A or? pith helmet, not yeah. your standard Wario cap. Plumber hat. And... Is that a plumber hat? Is that what you would describe that kind of I don't hat know. as? I just, that's the, they're, they're plumbers, right? So uh-huh. it just stands to reason. And then, um, is Wario a plumber too, or does he just clog toilets? Yeah, I don't know. He wears the outfit of a plumber. Clearly. He's got plumber hat, plumber pants. <laughs> it's got that hat that we all know plumbers wear. <laughs> um, but when you are large pith, pith helmeted uh, Wario, mm-hmm. you do have the ability to also dash or do like a shoulder check. Yeah, the, the manual calls it the body slam. And it will hurt certain enemies. Yeah, yeah. Kind of knock them unconscious. Or if they're already unconscious, knock them off the play field. Yeah, and then they give you a coin. Yes. And this can also be used for a little bit of a speed increase, but not much because you do have like that stop afterwards. Right, right. It takes a second to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, unlike Mario, Wario can duck and move at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can kind of do a squat walk. Yeah, which is pretty cool. When he's in his big form. Pretty useful at times. And then when uh, when you knock certain enemies over, you can pick them up and throw them. The same with certain items, but, you know, since you're not using the B button to hold them anymore, so it's kind of weird. You, you can press B to just throw it again. Yeah, it is it is awkward, I feel like. It's hard to know when you're going to pick an enemy up or not. Yeah. I would never do it. I didn't rely on it. Let's put it that way. No, if I... Yeah, no. I agreed. Uh, you'd think it's going to very closely adhere to Super Mario brothers two rules since you are picking up and throwing creatures and it does in like the physics of their throw yeah yeah but not in the way you pick them up at all right because you're just walking into them it's uh it takes a little bit of getting used to and as you mentioned earlier you do get coins in this game they are found in blocks Uh, Mm -hmm. these ones have faces on them instead of question marks yeah uh and you also get them from killing certain enemies or the way you destroy enemies right right and you know coins are kind of your goal in this game Mm -hmm. In a way, you want to get as many as you can. Um, Now, unlike Mario, though, you do not get a free man at 100 coins. No, you don't. Because there is a separate collectible you're getting for health or heart. Well, they're hearts. Yeah. And 100 hearts will give you a free man. That's right. Um, And you can... What what do you get one every time you kill an enemy? And then you get those big hearts that are worth 10. Yes. Or, I mean, there was some kind of killing enemies that was... I didn't realize it until late in the game where I was like, wait, where am I getting all these... It's when you kill certain enemies with the star, I think. Okay. Which is another item you're going to find very infrequently in the game. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Not not a lot. Um, And you also get hearts from getting the same hat certain times. 
the big hearts. Oh, okay, okay. And so 100 hearts are another man, but there's also a save system in this game. Yeah, that's right. You can save your game. There's several, you have what, three slots? Yeah. So very uh, easy bar to clear on that side of things. It's not going to, you're not going to beat your head against and start over a thousand times. Right, right. And then a, another thing with the coins is that if you press up and B, it will kind of turn 10 of your coins into one, this larger plus coin. That's mm-hmm. And you can use that as a, to attack enemies with. Yeah, which is, I never really did that, but it's nice never, to know it's there. I never did either because you also need them to open certain doors or activate the halfway checkpoint in levels. Yeah, I was pretty far into the game before I learned to distinguish between the checkpoints and the, the doors where I was like, oh man, here's the door. And then it, just the light turns on. And I was like, oh no, it's not the door. I just <laughs> wasted 10 coins on this easy level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, not every level ends with a door you have to pay for, just some of them. That's right. And then of course, it wouldn't be a Mario Land game without bonuses at the end of the level. Oh yeah. And when you finish a level, you actually have a choice of two different bonus games. That's right. You have the heart game and the money game. Yeah, and I pretty much only played the money game. Yeah, the heart game takes costs money. You have to choose one of three levels that you're going to play at. Yeah, yeah. And you pay that amount of money, and then when you're in it, you are given a stack of bombs. Right, right. There's a meter that fills up constantly in loops, and you want to hit that meter when it's at the hardest throw. And then you pull out a bomb. You can hold it for up to seven seconds or whatever, maybe nine. Okay, okay. And then you're trying to hit enemies that are running across the background. Yeah, and then... Kind the, of like a shooting range style Yeah, scenario. like a gallery. And then the more you, you hit, you get extra lives, right? Or you get hearts, which turn into... You get more hearts, into. which turn into lives. Mm. Yeah, I only... I did it once to see what it was all about, and I, I found it hard. Mm-hmm. It is. And useless, because I had plenty of lives anyways, so it I was It takes a long time to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the other game is just a gambling... Uh, is just a gambling game where you have two ropes... And you want to pull on one of them. One of them has a 10-ton weight in it Yeah. that will crush your skull. Yep. The other has a sack of money that will also crush your skull. Yes, but in a good way. And I feel like that sack of money is tied to the amount of money you got in the level, correct? Well, it doubles your money. Okay. And then if you get the weight, it subtracts half of your money. And then if you get the subsequent monies, because you can get up to three. Yeah, that's right. You get three choices, so you can double your money like three times. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes, and it will max out at 999. I got that twice. And that is the money you have received in that level only, though, not your overall money. Yeah, that's right, because at the end of each level, it's like whatever coins you have left over are kind of put in Wario's bank. You have a little screen, and it uh, shows you your running total of, of coins. And it also shows you the blank spots or perhaps the treasures you found Ooh. in each world. That's right, that's another new feature here is that... You are looking for various treasures around Kitchen Island because you're, you know, you're trying to get the most money and treasures are worth a lot. In fact, they eclipse any amount of money you're going to get in the game hilariously. Uh, yeah, by a lot, too. Like. So <laughs> they're actually, if you're trying to uh, get the most money, which is what's needed for the best ending of the game. Right. Then really you need to find those everywhere you can. And it's not just a treasure by itself. First, you must find a key in the level. Yes. And then usually it involves a bunch of backtracking with said key. Yeah. Now this key does adhere to Mario, Super Mario Brothers 2 rules, so you can use it as an item that hurts creatures. And sometimes just when you're carrying it. It's, the physics of when you're hurting <laughs> an enemy are all a little vague with objects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you must get that to the secret key exit of a level. Right, right. And that has a keyhole shape in it instead of a coin slot shape in it. Yeah, they're, it's like a big skull. Mm-hmm. 
And then once you've opened that, you are in a little treasure room. There's a treasure chest that you have to bash open, and you will receive whatever the treasure is there. And you know if you're a small Wario, you can't open that chest? Ouch. Yeah, I got in there once. I was like, what, really? I mean, unless I was doing something wrong, but, I, I can know. see it because you got to slam into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then that treasure goes into your little bank zone, but you don't find out how much it's worth till the end of the game. That's right. And you're still there. Wherever you went into that room, yeah. <laughs> you're there. You have to find your way back through the level again. Yeah. Because you've usually gone back to the very beginning or somewhere close. Or some weird offshoot, yeah. Yeah. And then finally, what sets this game apart from Mario games is that its power-ups are not random things that change your character's appearance, like feathers. Right, right. Or fire flowers. And this Wario is a wearer of fine hats. That's right. Uh, some cool ones, too. Each hat is a different set of powers. Uh, so the Pith Helmet is just the large version of Wario. That's your default. And it's interesting because the items you get to activate these different hats are actually pots, I guess. That's what they call them in the manual. There's like the bull pot, the jet pot. Okay. Yeah, like it's a I don't like know a what bottle. they... Yeah, I guess. I, I remember seeing, I was like, I don't know what these are. And it took me a minute because they're not really... It took me almost the entire game to figure out which one was which hat, <laughs> to be honest with you. Right, right. I mean, yeah. I Even till like the last level, there were times where I was like, I don't know which hat that is. Well, Do I it's, go for it or not? It's weird because you have your hats, but you also have garlic. Yes. Which does different things depending, like, if you're small and you get, say, the jet pot mm-hmm. then you turn into jet wario right but if you're small and you get the garlic you just turn into normal mario or wario but the garlic looks like a pot kind of yeah and then when you eat the garlic as super wario then it will turn you into bowl wario and yes this is all ugh, yeah it's, it's really weird and it sounds much more complicated than it actually is so let's talk about these hats uh there's normal hat mm-hmm. which is you get from the garlic that's right if you are large then the garlic turns you into bowl mario yes bowl mario Mario, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this a thousand <laughs> times, people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bull Wario has horns coming out of his helmet. That's right, and that gives him is it two additional powers? Uh, yeah, kind of, because your 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 body slam is powered up, like it's stronger. Well, then it gives him three powers. So yes, it gives him that. Yeah, and you can use that to sl- slam through bricks better. Yeah, um, I believe instead of... Normally, you would only break one block at a time when you charged. Okay. But with Bull Mario, I think you break two. Everyone in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you also have a butt stomp added. Yeah, which powers. is cool. Yeah, ground stomp. You press, what, down when you're in the air, and mm-hmm. then you'll when you land, it shakes the ground and stuns enemies. I use this a lot. If I had this character, it was my main attack form. Because it will knock down enemies anywhere on the screen, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just helpless, and it, it can. it's an easy way to skip past some difficult enemies. Because at this point, if you bull charge into them, you knock them off the screen. Right. Uh, they also apply to, like we said, Mario 2 rules, where if you hit an enemy with an enemy, then they'll both fall off the screen as well. That's right, yeah. So those are your two main ways of dealing with, with enemies. Uh, until the later part of the game, which my main way was just to avoid them or knock them down and keep them going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have what is the pot that gives you the jet, the jet hat? The jet pot. The jet pot. <laughs> and it is, it looks almost like bunny wings, bunny ears on your hat. I guess, or it's just like a plane on your head. <laughs> but I think it's supposed to look more like, it's supposed to be like, yeah, plane wings or wings of some sort. Yeah, sticking out and it, it lets you fly for short distances. Only horizontally, though. That's right. You don't go up in the air. This is not a tail. This is not a cape. No, it's more of an extended or a jet. Feather or a head. Yeah, yeah. 
It's uh, just like a an air dash, really. Yes. But you can end it when you want. Yeah, yeah. And you can turn around in it as well. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty fast, and you know it's uh, it's pretty useful to just blast past some stuff. Yeah, and a lot of levels you can use it to just go over lots of things. And then the manual claims that it, you have a higher jump and you can move faster with it, but I didn't particularly notice it. I think I did notice a higher jump with it. I mean, it seemed like it fit, but you know, I wasn't. I don't know. I thought I'd check for confirmation. Now, you also in this game, just as Mario games, get a boost when you jump off of a character and time it right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, in addition to having this jet helmet, you can really fly above levels that don't have a ceiling. Yes. And just skip through a lot of areas if you just want to burn right on through. Like, many of the levels don't have roofs, and while the screen will not scroll up, you can still get above there, and then, you know, if there's no terrain, you can just blast by and kiss this level goodbye. Yeah, I'm not sure how long the jet goes for, but it was I was always surprised at how long it went. A little longer than I thought, yeah. And then we have the third and final hat. Uh, yes, the dragon hat. And it's the only one It does kind of look like a dragon. Yeah. Uh, at its bottle form. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. So towards the end, it was the easiest one for me to spot. I could always tell. Well, there's the actual bull one that has horns, so yes. that one is, is easy to pick out. But And this gives you a dragon's head on your head. And, like all dragons, it breathes fire. Yeah, now you lose your dash attack because instead you're using that button to breathe fire. And it's a pretty long, you know, you get a, a decent range. goes out like three blocks, and yeah. then it stays out for a little while, a couple of seconds. Yeah. But then it retracts slowly, and on that retraction, it is not active. Yeah, that's your vulnerability there. You, you kind of want to watch out, but, you know, it destroys blocks as well as enemies, so you can just run through certain areas. Mm-hmm. And it destroys blocks even through other terrain. So it is really useful, and like you said, you can just run through a lot of areas if you time it right when you're going to be you know, breathing that fire. Yeah, and, and it works underwater, although it looks different. Yes, and underwater, we should have mentioned that the uh, it is your standard swimming underwater mechanic, but when you have the jet hat, you do have that same dash as you would in the air. Oh, sure, yeah. Which is pretty useful. Yeah, yeah. Now, the fire hat is, oh, we know we, oh, crumbs. We forgot the other feature that I was going to mention on the bull hat. Oh, yeah. third power. You just stick in the ceiling. Which is allows you to stick in the ceiling, which is useful about twice in the game. <laughs> but other times gets you killed because you actually stuck to the ceiling when you didn't mean to. Right, right. But anyways, back to the fire hat. Um, <laughs> it will kill every enemy uh, on one hit, except for bosses. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, it is your screen clearer if you don't have that star for sure. Time to just blast through everything. And I held on to it as much as I could. Yeah, yeah, I generally, yeah. It's it's one of the one of the best. Well, Nick, this is a game from the big end. The big end. They're really trying some new things here and starting a new franchise. That's right. It's confusingly named, but how <laughs> confusing is the manual? Um, it's uh, not confusing. It's pretty good. Okay. It's uh, twenty five pages. Ooh. Black, white, and red. Okay, that's an interesting combo. Yeah, I, it seems to be the Super Mario yeah. land. You know, or at least on Game Boy, a lot of them, you know, use that third color. Um, and it's a good-looking one. It's full of screenshots as well as Wario and enemy character art. Lots of them. There's an enemy section with some names and stuff, so pretty cool. That's, that is cool. Story-wise, it's uh, relatively simple. Uh, <laughs> it is kind of interesting, though. No, I love it because it's just Wario wants a castle bigger than Mario's. Yes. And he hears that the pirates of Kitchen Island stole a huge statue of Princess Toadstool, so his plan is to get the statue as well as all of the pirates' treasure and then ransom the statue to get enough money 
to build a castle bigger than Mario. Correct. The, and Mario, as we know, has his own castle, <laughs> as we found out in the last game, Mario Land 2. Yeah. And a giant clockwork statue of himself. <laughs> He's, yeah, he has a super mech. <laughs> it's pretty... Yeah, I, don't, I don't blame him. <laughs> but it does, you know, mechanics aren't that different, really, so... Right. It, But the manual does a good job of explaining it. You get a little map of... Uh, kitchen island you do get this cool i mean i guess it's cool it's it's a diagram that makes your three power-ups look way more complicated where it's got all these arrows pointing like if you're this one if you're jet mario and you get this you turn into this and this and like it it, you know and there with the garlic where i was like well what does the garlic do anyway i couldn't figure out the difference it's so weird (laughs) weird yeah um and like i said there's a, a decent enemy section you got two pages of memos and finally an ad for the nintendo hotline you know i never called that hotline at my house. Me either. <laughs> that was a death ward. My I parents were like, you called one of these numbers? Like, that- Yeah, there was no way. I was, I, calling long distance would have been out right, of the question. Right. But a 1-900 number? God, no. You know what's weird is I, I believe this scan was from a UK okay. release because I was looking at the number and I was like, that is a really weird phone number. And then okay. I saw it was in like England and I was like, oh, okay. And it's good to know that we didn't leave them out. Now, I did have a friend that would call them sometimes and i was there once or twice when he did yeah and i was like whoa you're calling that number yeah like, I, I could check with my mom and i was like whoa <laughs> yeah I, my friend he could get away with it i mean we called a couple times but we, it never really was great help to be honest was it better help than what they showed in the movie the wizard <laughs> yeah this guy sat for hours <laughs> with a binder and went through and taught me how to beat every they, game they do they did have binders because I see those binders come up for like a uh, sale sometimes, and or oh, people yeah, collect them. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> so that that part is accurate. But I, I doubt they would. Well, I, I guess they would spend hours I'm with sure you if they figured they would, out how because to. they would have made like fifty thousand dollars for <laughs> one day. They would have got a bonus, and they all did get pretty sweet jackets. I do remember trying to call because we rented Dragon Warrior Two. Mm-hmm. And there was a saved game on there. We couldn't. We were like, "Hey, what do we do at this part of this game?" Like we were trying to figure it out without admitting that it wasn't our game. We're like, yeah. "I can't remember what I'm supposed to do in this town." But the guy, he figured it out, and then he berated us <laughs> and told us to play the game and call back. Like we were like, we didn't even get anything. Like it, it was shame on Nintendo. I don't know. I kind of respect that. <laughs> I kind of do, but just like, why does he care? Just tell me. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land? I never played it before. Uh, have you played any of the Wario Land games? No, I had only played a little bit of WarioWare okay. back in the day. and then I want to figure out a way to cover that game because I love that game. Yeah, it's, it is a strange one. <laughs> but, but it's cool, yeah. I thought I'd played this game, but I had not. Mm. Or if I did, it was for minutes. Okay, okay. Uh, I was, I think, confusing this game with the next one in the series. I see. I've also been playing the Virtual Boy sequel to this a little bit. Okay. And it shares a lot of the same mechanics. Okay, okay. And some of the same hats. Okay. But I had not played this game yet. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, all these hats and stuff, they were all new to me, and I'd never seen any of it before. Then what was your more recent experience with this game? Uh, I uh, beat this game. Um, I played it... Four or five times, I'm not sure. I was trying to beat one, like, world at a time. Yeah, I kind of got to that place as well. But then I just kind of powered through in one day. I was just bored on a Sunday mm-hmm. and beat, like, the last three or four. Not too. It's not really that hard. So No, uh, I did cheat a little bit, but only to 
safeguard myself because I was getting kind of down to the wire. So I would save in between. Uh, I would save at the save point when I didn't want to use a uh, halfway point. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd save state there so I wouldn't have to go through the whole level again. I didn't want to waste 10 coins or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, you really don't need to cheat at all. Nah, not really. Um, and I didn't really go out of my way to find all the treasures. But if if, if I noticed one, or you know, I, I, if I picked up the scent, I would I would usually get it. If I got the key, I felt like I kind of had to. Yeah, or even yeah, I don't know. Some of them are they're really not that bad. But in the end, I ended up with seventy thousand nine hundred and seventy-seven gold, and I got the the pagoda. Oh man, you did beat castle. Me. I, I took a picture, but I think it was mine was a little too late. I was less money than you, and I only got the Wario Woods tree. Oh, okay, okay. So, bummer. I had several, well, <laughs> like, lucky days on the, the bonus game. Okay. Where I got, like, a 1,000 gold. Where You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, you go if you roll in with over 125 gold, you can if max you can out. double it, you max out. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, Nick. Here we are in the general chat portion of our show. General chat. He's an officer and a gentleman. He is. And I would just like to start by saying that this game is a lot like playing a Mario game, just yeah. a lot slower. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't move as fast, and while your big sprite looks cool and it's in theme with Wario, it also means that the, the levels feel tighter, you know? Yeah, and that with the slow speed of movement and kind of the slow exploration of the game, mm-hmm. like these aren't levels you're going to run through. You really have to re- wait for an enemy to come out and then react to it. Well, even if you get the jet, you know, where you're like, yeah, I'm going to zap through. But the, the levels don't really have room for it. You know, you'll run into something. Like, it yeah. doesn't really give you a chance to, you know, unless you can get up above the screen. And that's my biggest problem with the game is just that I didn't always want to play it for a long periods of time because of the fact that I just felt like it took forever to get through chunks of this game. Yeah. And also didn't hurt that my impatience played into a lot of pit deaths. Oh, okay, okay. At certain points. Yeah. Or other kind of it's just stupid, you know. There, I'm trying to think. There was one point where I started getting down. I never had to continue, but when I got below, like, three or four lives, I was like, you know, I was a little, I was like, do I need to farm some lives or something? Right. But I, after that, I started paying more attention to the hearts and stuff. And, and I was able to, you know, usually I stayed around 10. Oh, yeah. It's easy to stay there or above. And you know, we talked about the fact that I had a hard time figuring out which hats were which for the first half of the game, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was always like, well, let's see what it does. Or if yeah, I really liked the one I had, I'd try to avoid it. Even though that's like a free heart, big heart or man sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so that was a problem. But my biggest problem is that I never was comfortable attacking enemies in this game unless I had the dragon hat. Okay. Like I never knew if I was going to be able to jump on an enemy, slam an enemy. Like the rules of all the different enemies are just <laughs> too far off. There are some that have like... Spike balls, and I'm like, well, I can't run into them. I can jump on them sometimes, right? but not all the time. It was just very, I don't know, open-ended. For the most part, I got used to it early on because my insane greed, where I I thought, I really got to get all these coins because it's going to make a big difference at the end of the game, Uh even though it won't. But So I I was really determined to, like, rush every enemy to get that coin out of them. So I kind of got used to that in a... A little bit, but a lot of the enemies later, it's just there's once you, you realize how much gold you're getting and how little it matters, it's like just skip them, you know? Yeah, I mean, my main tactic for enemies was to stun and run. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they take so long to get back up, you're well beyond them by, by any time they would. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Now, the levels are interesting because enemies do not 
reappear unless you leave a door and come back through it. Yeah, so you can clear to you know an area to explore it a little more, which is okay, I guess. But there is really very little exploring to do. You're not going to find a lot of branching paths or anything. It's more just like, oh, there's a hidden door that takes you to another area. Yeah, and then sometimes you know you'll need one of the hats to get through or something or usually to get to an area or undo a block that you couldn't through normal means yeah it's yeah it's minor exploration you know but i mean like which is all right it's something to like keep your eyes out for it gives you a little something extra mm-hmm. when you're going through the game a little more incentive and i thought you know they did have some cool ideas with levels they have the one that chases you with lava or fire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um things like that but for the most part a lot of the levels seemed very samey in the same world yeah i'm trying to think i didn't really there's not a lot of like cool levels but i don't remember any that are like ah this level is a dumb idea or it angered me Uh, yeah kind of in the middle you know right like it just wasn't most of them like like if i went back and said you know could you tell me the difference between any of the worlds in the pirate ship i don't even know i mean you'd have to look at a picture (laughs) yeah yeah i well but that's a bad example because there are, like, some very stylistic changes in parts of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the the levels themselves, you don't spend a lot of time on them because they're not that hard. So no. they're, that makes them kind of less memorable, you know. Not necessarily in a, in a very – in a bad way, but sometimes, you know. Uh, but what I think is interesting is and cool is that they do offer those treasures. And there are so many of them. There's more of them than worlds. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're, they're hidden – Throughout all the different areas, pretty much. And there are even some levels where you have to take a separate entrance, and there's a whole new level that houses said treasure. Yeah, because you do have a, a map screen similar to Super Mario World mm-hmm. that you're exploring, and then... With you know, much less agency, though. You, you really are on one path, one path only. Yeah, sometimes you'll get... You can go to a different area. Like, I, I you don't have to... I don't even think you have to go to Sherbet Land if you don't want to. Oh, I wish I would have known. I know, because no, I, I didn't. There, there's a level in there when I beat the game. There's 40 levels, right? And yeah. you, they give you your count, and I'd only beaten. I, I missed one. Huh. And I was like, "Where's that?" And and then I realized I was like, "I bet it's Sherbet Land," because I didn't. I didn't have fun there in the ice world. Imagine that. Imagine it. And then I mean, graphically, I think it's it's pretty good. You do get a good variety of enemy sprites. Your Wario looks good. It's <sighs> animated. And that's the problem. I was really torn because everything's really well animated. Uh, and the sprites are all really big and expressive. But I didn't find any of the enemies to be, like, really cool or memorable. Right, right. They're just like, it's a seahorse. It's a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And a lot of them, I was like, what is this thing? Like, your main <laughs> little Goomba-style enemy. Yeah, the little round The goons. round thing. What little, is it? Little Goom. He's just a little guy. Yeah. Sometimes they have a spear. Uh, <laughs> all, all, most of the time, they have a spear. <laughs> One of the reasons, again, I rarely used my dash attack. Oh, sure, yeah. It's almost always easier just to jump on an enemy. Usually, or, yeah. Or stun yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I will say that the music in this game is not so great. Uh, yeah, it's, well, I don't know if I'd say not great. It's just that there are certain tones it hits with certain yeah. uh, sound effects. Like the the percussion, the drums, and the, I don't know if it's the bass. Like, you know, there's, the compositions use a lot of this, like, early, like, drum. And I found that to be really grating on my ears. Uh, that and some of the coin noises when they hit at certain times, I felt like sounded off. Oh, yeah? Like shrill? Yeah, it just didn't have that same Mario richness. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay, hold on. I think I have an example here of a rough song that I, I didn't like. 
Uh-huh. What an ugly, crunchy sound. Like, Hang this on. sounds like you're just waiting at a toilet or something. I hate it. <laughs> it was not the best. And all of the music is very repetitive. Like It, it is. You know, a lot of the tracks aren't even 45 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And they're just looping, and you're you're ugh, just trudging through some of these levels, <laughs> which is a shame because the music from the first two Super Mario Land games are uh, they are both amazing. Yeah, I think that this is, and honestly, I think a lot of this, it's not the notes they wrote; it's just they couldn't get the right sounds out of the Game Boy. I don't think I they worked within their, you know, like if you transpose this to NES or Super NES, it would probably sound fine. Right, but it's just a bummer because like the music from Mario Land One is some of the best for Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. And 2 has some really great tracks as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a disappointment. Wario deserves better. And then what I do think is interesting is that the boss fights of huge sprites and all kinds of different, you know, like basic attack things going on, like you never just do the same thing with each boss. Right, right, yeah. But much like the combat with normal enemies, I was always kind of felt nebulous on to when I was going to be able to hurt them. Well, it, they usually took me a minute to figure out what the heck was going on anyway. You well, know? There's like, always like the, what do they want me to do? Yeah, because I'm trying to remember certain bosses, I would just roll in and be like, I've got the fire, let's go to town. And that yeah. does nothing. And yeah. then I wasted all this time until I was like, oh, oh. Because they, they all have like a very specific window they can be hit. And it's hard sure. to figure out when that is. And sometimes like I thought I'd be doing damage and then it's like, oh no, this is their, I got hit animation. <laughs> Weird. Well, when I have got to the final boss, I swear to you I wasted three or four minutes in a row just throwing this magic lamp. I had no idea what was going on at all. I looked that one up because I, I too was like... Because I was like, well, sometimes a cloud appears and I can jump on it. And then I was like, okay, you have to jump on it to hurt it. And so and you have to hit land right on its one. head. But I had no idea where these, these stupid clouds were coming from. <laughs> and it took me so long where I was just like, I think if I hit... If, if I could throw this lamp and it, it goes through his head or these weird, like I was aiming at these things, and uh, it was... And then when it finally dawned on me, I felt like a total fool. Well, what it's a, still not easy when, when you do know what it is, so we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's... I don't know. But most of the boss fights, once you know what to do, they are pretty easy. And if you have the... You'll hear me say this later. If you have the bull hat, mm-hmm. then they're almost all of them, a lot of them are way easy. Oh, sure, yeah. All right, folks, this is the part of the show where we take this game level by level. And to begin with, you are given a world map, and you start on the beach. That's right, Rice Beach. And Rice Beach has six levels in it. Yeah, which is about the, I mean, what do we have, seven areas with six to eight, Mm -hmm. I think, levels in each. And this game sets itself apart from Mario once again because you're not starting out like in the plains or a grassy area. You're on the beach, and it's a lot of barrels and sand. Yeah, yeah. And as far as uh, intro levels go, you know, it does give you a little little bit to check out. You get some underground areas, some ladders. You learn about ducking. <laughs> you learn about those little dudes with spears. Important lessons. And in this level, you just get the, the bull hat. Yeah, it's, it's very straightforward. Uh, but it also does introduce some new enemy terrain, which is like the, well, I don't know what you call them. They're like the evil radishes in Mario 3. Oh, like on the ground? Yeah. yeah. The I ones you the... got a Karibo shoe over? Munchers or something, I feel like they're called. Those are one of the few things that appear in this game that are from the Mario series. Yeah, yeah. Little guys. I mean, in yeah. The Goombas are similar to the ones in Super Mario World. Little rounds. And in the, this game, you're breaking these little eyeball blocks to get your, your power-ups, hearts, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but then in some levels like this one, there is a giant block that you can like, it's a secret or just sometimes the ending of the level. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And it will affect the world, open up a different path. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because sometimes, sometimes there are like that. switches, you know, the exclamation point that will alter things. In a level as well, yeah. So, I mean, this and this one thing I do like about this game is that unlike a lot, I mean, <clears throat> unlike most Mario games, I guess you could say, that there's more like, oh, I beat this, now I can go back. Or I hit this switch, let me go back to this place where maybe now there's a, a path or, you yeah. know, like the, some of the levels do change after you leave. And then a lot of levels will end with one of the larger enemies at them. Uh, and this one is no exception. It has a big old, I guess, like a Monty Mall pirate. Mm. And then Rice Beach World 2, more of the same, except for it starts uh, introducing multiple levels, more yeah. doors, and kind of cave areas as well. Yeah, you get this one actually has, you know, it's just kind of a sidetrack path, but that you can go through and get some uh, extra extra coins and stuff. And it introduces a lot more of these spiky enemies. Yeah, well, and now you have, oh, what are they called? They're not thwomps anymore. No. Because they're they're different in that they're basically the same as thwomps, but they're flat on top, so you can jump on them. Sometimes you got to ride them to areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool. And the enemies with spikes in this game create a unique challenge because you don't have a fire flower or whatever. So for the most part, you have to either stun them with a butt stomp or fire them. Otherwise, you have to avoid them entirely. Pretty much, yeah. And that's what I always do. <laughs> Agreed. You also get your first little bit of water uh, play in this one. You swim a little bit. That's right. Pretty pretty exciting stuff. And then at the end of this level is the first appearance of the, one of my least favorite enemies, which is Pirate Duck. The Pirate Duck. Because it has like a weird uh, timing, I feel like, where it does like a swipe. Yeah. And then... Then it throws out its sword like a boomerang. Yeah, and the boomerang, like... It's so slow. It is that it, it, it makes it tricky. Like, if you just keep your head about you and, and just kill him right away, you're usually fine. But it's like, no, wait for him to throw it. And then I do, and then I'm like, oh, this takes forever. And, I know. And then I get impatient. Like, that's why I hate him so much. <laughs> um, and then this is also the first case of, uh, which also really confused me before I read any instructions, where you get to the end of the level, and then the door is shut. It's, like, small. And I was like, what do I do here? Oh, yeah. Now you got to buy your way in, man. And you do the up A or up B or whatever it is to produce your big coin. And you can throw that coin into the, the it looks like an eyeball, a slot yeah, at the top yeah. of the door. And the door will grow, allowing you to go through it. That's right. But I, w- I did have to check the internet on that one. I gotcha. That's a little strange. And then Rice Beach 3, we're seeing more more exciting sand-based stuff here. Any new enemies in this area? Um, You will see uh, there, there's some caverns below where you will see the i guess pirate pig is that what the guy is a, a rat or something oh I, I thought it was a rat i think it is yeah and uh they can be annoying because they rush with a like a knife yeah yeah but you can jump on top of them mm-hmm. it's their brethren uh i think the pig has, is it the pig that has the ball and chain mm-hmm, maybe. We'll, we'll get there yeah but this one's not too bad uh you just have to wait for the right time you can't uh you know just rush into it willy-nilly but that, i feel like after this level, you can't do that with any creatures. So that's why really the secret MVP is that bull hat because you can do the butt stomp and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then just run through people. Yeah, you know, this and this level is interesting too because it has two exits. Okay, one of the first one of those. I think so, yeah. And it does have a cool thing with a quicksand uh, oh, where you oh, can yeah. go underground by mm-hmm. finding the – you know, it's easy to see which quicksands drain into nothing or to a block or which ones drain below. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of strange. Like that's one of those mechanics that doesn't really come back. I, I would have expected. Yeah. More. I don't know. But again, you must buy your way out of this level. Uh, yes, and if you go to Rice Beach Four, you're in for a a, a real treat. 
because it starts with an interesting section where you're being chased through a small ca- uh, a small path by one of those thwomp things. Right. And, and it can move in all directions, so watch out. Yeah, yeah. You just I mean, really, it's not that hard because... It's slow. Yeah, and especially if you have the bull, but you just have to keep crashing through all these blocks to stay ahead of it. And uh, then What is hard is that if you don't realize <laughs> at the very end of it, you have to jump on that very thwomp. Yeah. And ride it, which I didn't the first time I was here. Yeah, so you have to ride it across... I mean, water, maybe lava. I no, don't it's know. lava because you die in it if you touch it. Oh, you're right, yeah. Which, that's another gripe I have is it's hard to tell which ones were lava and which ones were water yeah, yeah. sometimes. Make, just make it fire. Like, yeah, make, exactly. make it look like, I don't know. But you, and then along the way, there's these little, I don't know, demons or... My second, my third least favorite enemy of the game. They're... Any swooping creature is not good when you're slow. That's true, that's true. I, most of the time, they're all right, but... There are certain areas that where they very cleverly, like here, there's one where it's like, you want to get that, that little item block. Yeah, but if you do, you're getting hit. You're screwed. Yeah, they <laughs> trick you. Every, I don't know. I mean, there's probably a way to do it, but I never did. And then, and then there's a bunch of places where you have to duck under spikes mm-hmm. on this path. But it's really not too bad if you just keep your head about you. Um, but, you know, luckily, the end of this level is free and open. Free and clear. And you can move on to the fifth area. And it's a series of caves. Lots of thwomps. Uh, it introduces these like a uh, moving spike ball creature men that hug the ceiling and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah, like mines or something. I don't know. Yep. This and little... the uh, penguin with the spiky belly. Yes, but you can jump on this one, so it's all right. Yeah, you can on top. Just stay out of the front. Yeah. Again, rendering your new power useless. <laughs> that's, what, that's what really bugs me about this game. <laughs> it's like I want to use this new dash attack. It's like, well, nope, nope, not yet. But it will not let me at all. Uh, you do have to use a question block in this level to get through the final part. And then there's uh, and is this you know this block here? Does that is that what changes? Because there's two levels where the tide comes in and they change. I think so. I think after you hit this exclamation point, but you can do that. But either way, there's a boss at the end of this level. There is, and it is a big spiky Koopa Troopa. Now, was this after or before Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze? Ooh, I don't know. Because we could be looking at a, uh, is that, oh, now I feel real bad. Toka? Is it Toka or Razor? I'm pretty sure it's Toka. I think Razor is the wolf. wolf. Okay. That's what my money's on. Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. But you are taking on a very uh, spiky Koopa with a kind of skull pattern on its stomach. It's a, it's a tough looking ombre. Yeah, I would not mess with him. But unfortunately, I have to. And it has a couple attacks. It well, it actually just has one attack. It <laughs> curls up into its shell and flies around. Yeah, you basically. This is kind of weird. You know, again, took me a second because you want to wait for you know you want to hit it from below, right? When he's kind of spinning through the air and stuff, and that's kind of new for Mario for enemies, you know, mm-hmm. type games. Again, one of the many ways that this game is confusing as to what it wants you to do to an enemy. It's just subversive, man. It's now. This and uh, most bosses, they take three hits, and they'll let you know when you hit them, when they're hurt, because they do like a crazy animation. Right, right. Uh, And once you've defeated this uh, creature, the level is done. But if you had gone through that one secret exit we talked about earlier, there is one more level in this world. Yeah, it's this, yeah, sandy world. And it's this is kind of a bonus level, because there's nothing really in it but a bunch of hearts and coins. Exactly. But, you know, it's worth checking out. All right, that does it for part one of Super Mario Land. We're calling it here, suckers. Yes, because, you know, there's no way to get through any of these big Mario-style games and really give them the level-by-level treatment they deserve in one part. 
That's right. At least not on the busy schedule we have in our real lives that <laughs> won't let us do as much editing. Unfortunato. Uh, if you and I'm going to go out of order this week and say if you'd like us to have more editing time, perhaps Ooh. you could give to us at Patreon.com/slash/CartridgeCommand. Yeah. Uh, it is your support that makes this show happen. It makes it financially possible for us to do. And if we got more support from more of our wonderful fans, perhaps we could even do more of this. We want a castle bigger than Mario. I will settle for a second <laughs> podcast every week. Oh, yeah. But we have to have the time to do that and being uh, just a couple of working class guys. That's right. You know, time is money. And we would need the money to create that time. Neither, neither of us have much of either. So, so please, if you don't already... Consider giving to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. And for those who do, thank you all so very, very much. Oh, yeah. Now, like Nick said, you could always let us know uh, what you think about the show, what you think about, uh, what, the, what was the thing we screwed up earlier or didn't know about? I don't remember. If you know what we forgot, <laughs> let us know at cartridge command at gmail.com. Or you can get to us at uh, cart command on the Twitterverse. I let you know when new shows happen sometimes. <laughs> and I infrequently also respond to things. Uh, you know, I do my best for being an old guy that doesn't understand Someday. the modern internet, even though I never thought I would be that old guy. Ugh, it's, uh, the tables have turned. <laughs> they have. And uh, we're also on the Facebooks at cartridge command, where we hear from a lot of you and really enjoy our interactions there. Um, but since I did this out of order, I'm trying to... I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but of course, uh, I once again want to thank everyone for listening to the show and for giving to us again at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Yes, thank you all. And as always, cartridge commandos, game on! Well, if you guys ever get a Switch, the bonus is like, well, we're done with like half our collection. So you can borrow, you'll, you'll have an instant library of games to borrow. <laughs> I know, it's, ugh. What little money I was like, we were holding on to from Christmas is like, nope, it goes to cars now. Cars. cars. It's always cars. The cars. Darn cars. I wish I wish it was the band and not the thing. Yep. Well, after that, two minute tirade. All right. Are you ready <laughs> to record the show? You bet. All right.